You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 19 of the Amen Corner. He's Stephen Cook. And he's Brad Rothschild. Hey. So, all I have to say yes. Oh, Canada! Oh, boy. Oh, Canada! Oh, boy. There's some craziness going on. I mean, absolute absolute craziness. They were trying to overthrow the government. But politely. Yes, but it's... (laughs) You know who's leading the incitement is the Americans. Like, we're exporting... Texas... Texas Republicans. We're exporting our madness over the border. Right. If I was Canadian, I'd be really pissed that Texas Republicans are funding this thing. The Texas Attorney General threatened to sue GoFundMe when GoFundMe took down the funding page for the Canadian, whatever they're calling it, Freedom Convoy. I mean, but Uh, this is... You know, just to explain, because it's a little bit like it's kind of gone under the radar considering how momentous it could possibly be. Like it's being talked about in the last couple of days on the news, but it's been it's happening been going on for weeks for a couple of weeks. And we really haven't heard that much about it. Right. But it's a convoy of truckers who are blocking uh, roads in, in, in Ottawa, roads in Ottawa. Yeah. as in well order, as it, the bridges in Ontario. That lead to Detroit. To the US. Right. And so the Canadian and American auto industries are tightly integrated. They're trillions of dollars. Glo- right. Global trade. Their, their right. attempt is to disrupt the global, global because trade. Because they're against vaccine mandates. Because for truckers, right? Well, it's, it's broadened. It was originally about truckers. Now, of course, the Canadian Truckers Association is saying 90 yeah, this- plus percent of our truckers are vaccinated. These people... We have no idea who Our they are. They're fringe right. and fringe. They're, then the uh, the Teamsters have said our truckers, although only fifty percent of truckers in the United States are actually vaccinated. Shocking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, we we don't support this, and so on and so forth. Um, and so they've been blocking the streets for weeks throughout Ottawa for and, weeks and honking horns and basically all hours creating, of the night creating mayhem. Mayhem, absolute mayhem, and. The it's I was reading yesterday an article about Canadians are saying, well, where have the police been? Now, first of all, Ottawa yeah. is a tiny city. It's about 100,000 people. It's lovely. I've been there a couple of times for work. The police force is only like 1,500 people for a city of 100,000. But lo and behold, who has been helping to organize the Freedom Convoy and the blocking and clogging of streets? Former police and military officers. Yeah, interesting. It's the same phenomenon as uh, you have in the United States. Now, meanwhile, like you, you can't move these giant rigs and a number of there's. It's a very specialized towing capacity. Companies have refused actually to uh, help the police clear the streets. So you have absolute chaos in Canada. I mean, and they're trying to overthrow. Their goal is to overthrow the government. Yeah. It really is. But you know where a lot of the uh, the Facebook groups that have been created 
Bangladesh, they're Vietnam. Yeah, in countries like Bangladesh and Vietnam. So who's paying for these these Facebook well, farms? I don't think it's an accident that this is coinciding with the increased tension with Russia. This well, plays very nicely into Putin's playbook. It, it's and it's not just it's not just Russia. Remember, the Canadians have been very very tough on China. And the Canadians have been doing this outreach to Taiwan and so on and so forth. So, and the Russians and the Chinese have linked up on a variety of things. So, it it's actually a great opportunity for both the Chinese and the Russians. Yeah, but it's to, to me, it's, it's no accident that this is happening as tensions are on the rise. True, there's a there's strong and, connections between Canada and Ukraine, given the large number of and, Ukrainians in Canada. But just no, but Putin, don't dismiss, Putin. don't dismiss the fact that the Chinese have sought to muck about in Canada as well. I, I'm not this just is your typical that, leftist, like, let's go easy on China. You no, know, no, no, Putin's no, a white na- Western nationalist, et cetera, uh, uh, et cetera. I et cetera. think you completely misunderstand me. Because, <laughs> uh, I am not going uh, soft on China, but we can't ignore that the moment that the U.S. is trying to exhaust all diplomatic means to prevent Russia from invading Ukraine, which by all uh, indications in the media is going to happen at any time or could happen at any time, it's always been Putin's goal to weaken the Western alliance. And that's exactly what's happening right now. Well, Putin and China right now. Okay, enough with the Chinese. The Chinese also. Leave China out of this for a minute. Okay? Just for a minute. I mean, I'm not, I'm not crazed about the Chinese like the rest of Washington, but it, well, we, you, you miss an, a dimension of this in that the Russians and the Chinese are clear, have clearly drawn closer. The, China, the Canadians have been the subject of Chinese ire over a variety of things related to Huawei, as well as Canadian policy with regard to Taiwan. So you, one can easily see the two countries being involved in this, especially since a lot of this stuff is actually emerging from Asia rather than the kind of usual locations in St. Petersburg and so on and so forth. Okay. That's all I'm saying. At any rate, at any rate, it's no accident that this is happening right now. But it's Canada. Oh, my God. This is like no, but it's Amer- place. But it's America. It's, it's an not, American thing, yeah. It's an American thing because we're exporting, like I said, we're exporting our we're madness. And, and the then- people... Go ahead. Hold on, hold on. The people who are getting on Fox News and who are blaming Biden for Russia and who are giving comfort to Putin right now, they're essentially parroting uh, Kremlin talking points oh, yeah. on the crisis. Oh, and yeah. they are the same people who are getting on there and cheering on the truckers. Except so for the fact that... Better, what is better than weakening... America's will to actually do anything. And I'm not suggesting that we get involved militarily. Don't get me wrong. uh But as far as long as I've been alive, (laughs) the United States has always tried to check Russian aggression and power. We have a network, Fox, plus others in the right wing media sphere who are basically useful idiots, well, Vladimir Putin, how they don't see how they are being used. Are they getting paid? I At think, least get paid. I don't think, I don't think At least get is. paid. Don't be just a useful idiot. I think get they paid. know exactly what they're doing. I think they are getting, I, I, I mean, obviously like, okay, uh, the, you know, 
uh, Tucker Carlson's of the world are not getting paychecks from the, the Russian government. But, you know, if so you he's a useful wonder, idiot. I, I don't think I think he knows think what he's, he's doing. so addled by his ideology that uh, Democrats are evil. I think he knows what he's doing. Yeah. You think he's just making money? I, I think he doesn't gotta, really care. He's playing the long game. And obviously mm. for them, the long game is to make Biden look bad right. at any cost. At, at any, any cost. Well, this is what I'm cost. saying. This is any what I'm saying. All it's cost. all about power. They don't care. They don't care what it does to the country. So, and so they don't care that Putin's again, the long game for Putin is for the United States to break apart. And we hear increasingly on the right voices calling for a divorce <laughs> among the states. I mean, that is exactly what he wants. So when we now see these caravans are being planned for other locations, they want to do something Today, like the Super, the Super Bowl. Bowl. They and want to do something like State Coachella. Of the they yeah. want to disrupt the country. Meanwhile, they will do anything to bring down Biden, including supporting Russia. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you have people like Rand Paul who's yeah. saying who's inviting, literally inviting the convoy to the Super Bowl to Washington during the State of the Union. Meanwhile, has, wasn't this the Republican Party that's been passing laws saying that if you drive into people who are who are protesting traffic, traffic that, you can that kill them. You can, you can kill them, them without a problem, and you won't be prosecuted. Well, they're going to probably aim for the states that are sane enough not to have those laws, <laughs> right? But right. those rules only are only apply. They when only it's apply a white to, driver right. and black protester. Right. If you're a black protester, look out. Just watch the SUVs. But if you're a white road. trucker, you're a freedom. You're, right. you're you're part of the freedom convoy, and you're part of a a, a Paul, tradition in the United States. But Rand Paul, Rand, is don't get me started, on Rand. He's definitely on the payroll of Moscow. It's I, he I, is he, a stooge. For Putin and and he's well, gotta be are, making money he, off of this. Now, if you're a stooge, you're just a useful. You're an idiot. No, if I, not, I think, you're an asset. I think he's an he's asset. I think yeah. he's an asset, and he's been parroting Moscow's line for years. For years, I know. There's also I noticed there's also a group like Jeremy Corbyn, Code Pink. They're all Biden. Stop making war on Ukraine. Oh. Yeah, those people are also also Bernie. Yeah, I don't think they're something. getting. I don't think they're getting paid. I think those no. people really believe it. I think they but, have a strange ideology right. that says we exactly. should we should avoid war at all costs at all times, and and it's always the 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 United States that's the problem, right? But I mean, look, there were uh, there was in Europe. There's a long history of appeasement of dictators, right? <laughs> Really? I mean, these are the same people who would have said and who did say, like, say, right. oh, Hitler just wants to take, you know, the German speaking parts of Czechoslovakia. And, you know, we shouldn't I really uh, try to uh, interfere in the, the wants and needs of the German speaking people out there. And, oh, it's just Austria. And it was a democratic uh uh, plebiscite that went through. So he's really, if you just let him have this, he's going to stop. It's hold the on, same voices. Same voices. Absolutely. But wait, can we just go, can we just go back for a second? It's just beyond me 
that we're, we're talking about Rand Paul inviting the Freedom Convoy yeah. to clock quote can you, can you not call it things that, up. Can you not call it the Freedom Convoy? No, no, that's what they call it. So I I'm know, call that's it. what they call it. No, he also uh, called himself President So-and-so. You're, you've never said his name. Okay. So these trucker convoy things, whatever yeah. they want to call it, he's inviting them. White nationalist them, truckers. White nationalist. Okay. I just can't – this is the guy who during the Black Lives Matter protest when people demanded he say Breonna Taylor said, I feared for my life, call the police and so on and so forth. And now he's asking for chaos in American streets. So again, yeah, who – And at the same time in places like Florida, in Georgia I think, a number of other states, Texas – that if you drive into people engaging in peaceful protest yeah. and kill someone, you're you can walk away. Only, but only if they're blocking traffic. You can't like pull up on the sidewalk. Oh, and okay, just, like, fine, drive. fine, fine. So yeah. what's the point of this white nationalist pro-Russia, pro-China convoy thing but to block traffic? To so if I, if I decided I wanted to take my car. And I wanted to get from point A to point B in Washington in March, which is what they're calling for. Yeah. And I drive into one of these people and kill him. And let's say uh, Washington, there's still a law that says you can't intentionally right, drive. Right, exactly. So okay. Let's say but if I, was in a, if I was in a state, if I was in Tennessee and did it, yeah. and well, I killed someone who who Rand Paul believes is 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 working within the, the traditions of the United right. States of you'd civil disobedience, go, would still I, go to I'd jail. still go to jail? You'd still go to jail. You would go to jail. Why don't people recognize the hypocrisy of all? This is the thing that because drives me crazy. It gets my blood boiling. It suits Makes their me needs. Wanna, it's what? It suits their needs. They're hypocritical. We are really fucked, man. Come on, man. We have a Supreme Court that changes its opinion based on yeah. the case. Right. It's like right. we can take a position on this, but we can't take one on that. But it's the same thing. No, not exactly. Like the Alabama thing. It's unbelievable what they did. So, yeah, the Supreme Court, based on the issue, not law, not precedent. I mean, the John Roberts Court is going to go down in history as one of the worst courts in the history of America. I mean, everybody talks about going to go down in history, but they're writing history right now. We're going to go down in history as the fucking losers. (laughs) Well, the Supreme Court played a role in the eventual... Civil War. Right. Well, in the destruction of the United States. Right. Like, this is all part of the history. And we talked about this years ago. And we even said it at the time that people are going to point to uh, Mitch McConnell's refusal to to have the hearing for Merrick Garland as the beginning of the and, end and of democracy. Right. And right. that's exactly what has happened. They have stocked the courts with with radicals. With absolute radicals, and And they are rewriting the agenda for the entire country, and they are making no bones about it. They are are not hiding their biases anymore. This is all out in the open. It's six to three, and these people are radical. And John Roberts has has only himself to blame for this. Reactionary. But here's the the thing. It was Roberts who originally gutted... The Voting Rights Act. Exactly. He said, oh, no, racism's not a problem yeah. in this country. Yeah, and it's not a problem to him. Right. Here's the thing. Yeah. 
We don't even have Canada to run to anymore. Exactly. Because we're going to destabilize Canada, Canada now. Canada. We are absolutely going to be... Texas Republicans are going to destabilize Canada. Well, not only Texas Republicans. It's no, just, but that's where a lot of but, the money is coming going, from. The radical, back, reactionary Texas But not just DLB. from Texas. They're, they're everywhere. But going back to but Rand that's Paul... that's center of gravity. Well, no, 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 no. This is what the Canadians are saying. That most of the money and support is coming from the Texas GOP. Okay, but it's still the Fox News well, ecosystem sure. right, is right, right, right. the flames and amplifying the message just like always. But going back to Rand Paul for a second. Oh, yeah. Who does he actually represent? Whose interest is he representing when he says this these ridiculous things on TV? Who is he representing? Is it the, the people of Kentucky? Like, I don't see it. I, I mean, again, I don't live in Kentucky. But he's attacking Fauci. Fauci. It's, like, I mean, it's not like... Representing? Who is he out there carrying Kentucky have, at one point... I mean, think about Rand Paul, who railed against the Affordable Care Act and sought to destroy it and so on and so forth. Kentucky had one of the highest, like, enrollment rates in the ACA. So who... Well, that's the point, is the nationalization of politics... Rand Paul can get funding from reactionary exactly. billionaires from who live in Michigan world. or Wisconsin or, or wherever, anywhere. right? regardless of what the people look, of Kentucky want. And he look, can win on that. It goes both ways, though, right? I mean, yeah. back to when you were raising money for candidates in North Carolina. Yeah, right? like 100 bucks well, here, 200 bucks there. Obviously, we're not at the same scale, right? Okay, if you're yeah. a billionaire... You could right. do the same thing. Right. And that's the problem. That right. The fact is, for some strange reason, most billionaires are conservative. <laughs> well, here's the thing is that our laws, as they're written, can lead to the destruction of our democracy. Yes. Think about that. Because I mean, we're it's using perfectly it- legal for what these billionaires are doing. And it they're doing legal. things that only represent their own interests, not the people. Okay, and but it is hold on. Hold serving on. to undermine and destabilize. Hold on a the second. Country. It's yeah. legal, right? But right. it's not moral and it's of not. Of course right. not. Of course. So it's, but that's, it's easy, it's easy to take laws and to right. and to twist them into something that right. you they're have not to, supposed to be. You Anything, have to have norms okay. and people who believe in that. Every society has laws. Many societies sure. have unjust laws, and you can ram through anything, and you can make it illegal to do almost my, anything. My point is, is that their claim is they're doing nothing illegal, right? Of course, the because point who, is, is that it doesn't. Democracy doesn't work unless you have people who are who, willing to share un, who believe in norms right. and principles and ideals that everybody needs to uphold. So when one party and a group of billionaires and a former president don't believe in those shared norms, principles, and ideals, they can leverage the legal system, a democratic legal system, to destroy the system. That's only part of the problem. The other part of the problem is when you have that one party or one former president or one branch or one whatever that is flouting the laws. Yeah. If there is no accountability under the law, if laws yeah. exist and they're breaking right, them, yeah. but no one is punishing them, sure, 
then we have then the laws are worthless, and that's right. kind of how I where we see are. things right now. Yeah, yeah, that's because exactly where we are. This past week, information uh, was released uh, that said that Donald Trump, while he was president, flushed documents <laughs> down the toilet of the White House, and then we had an instance again this week where boxes of fifteen top of them. secret material. Which, well, it wasn't um, all top secret. Okay. There was there was classified Including, material in the boxes. Yes. I didn't say 15 boxes of top secret material. Boxes of top secret with top secret material. Right. Were removed from Trump's residence because he illegally took them out of the White House. And right. it's not a question of not knowing. Because right. he was president for 4 years. He had advisors around him. He knew exactly what he was doing. Right. And now they've taken... He knew he was violating the Presidential Records Act, but that the National Archives doesn't have a police department to come and arrest him. So what is he... How is he being held accountable at all? And if we can't hold the most lawless president in our history accountable, then what is the point of preserving the system that we have when the system has failed? The system is failing us. It is absolutely failing. The, the, The bottom line... So the National Archives has referred this to the Justice Department. Right. And is Merrick Garland asleep or is he dead? Do we know? Well, there's has this whole thing like, can you anybody? indict a former president? Can you, de- you know, this whole thing, we don't want to do this, but go down this road, et cetera, well, et cetera, what, et cetera. What, what are they going to do? They're going to not go down the road and then they're going to come back into power and then that's going to be the end of democracy. And people right, because are going to say if you five think years... That- if you think that whoever Donald Trump appoints to be the attorney general isn't going to try to indict all of these and they, people. They've already said they're going to do they it. They were going to it, right? They're going to do it. If if he wins again, that will be the last election that we have in this country. I mean, I think Liz Cheney is going to have to think about other countries to go live in. She's if, not the only one. Well, no, I'm just saying she's like a prominent oh, example yeah. of it. She, they she's will a prominent her. example. Yeah, they'll arrest right. her. They'll, they'll arrest they're talking her. about arresting Biden. I mean, for what? This is Newt Gingrich. Newt Gingrich. These people should go to jail. For what? But they're not going to because where's Merrick Garland? What's he doing? What is he doing? Is he dead? I'm asking. Is he dead? (laughs) Is he sleeping? Like, is he? What's he doing? Five years from now, people are going to turn around and say, "Yeah, we really should have done something." (laughs) You know, we should have. We have a chance, and we didn't fucking do it. Well, it'll be too late by then. It'll be too late, and you well, and this I is the problem will be having me. this podcast this is... from different countries because we won't be living here from anymore. our boat in international water, water. <laughs> wherever it is. The pirate ship. How's your How's your maritime skill? So, oh my God, but, we'll be dead and because we'll we can't be go dead. to Canada, we'll be dead inside of fifteen minutes. So here's the question I have, and, and the, no, this isn't the question. This is the thing that's disturbing to me is that. So many Democrats and our elected representatives are not running around with their hair on fire about this. They're just going about businesses, this kind of thing. Is and the question happening. is I mean, I why? Get, I get these why? emails from my congressmen like, let's come have a coffee clatch about something. I'm like, so why? Coffee- Can yeah. you tell me why? They have their head in the sand. I don't why? know. How come everybody else can see this except for the mm-hmm. people we elect to represent us? Is it that they're so invested in the system that they are I, blind to I, the, the the failings of it? I, I mean, I, I find it hard to believe. I really I mean, do. You and I are sitting here, and you know, we're we have more access to more information than the average person. Well, I guess there. what they're saying is, I guess what my congressman David Trone, 
I live in the I live in the district next to Jamie Raskin, uh, who is actually yes, quite concerned guy. about what's yeah. happening. Yes, he's the and I guess one. what he's I guess what David Chern is is thinking is that there is a January sixth committee. Uh huh. And what's it doing? <laughs> it's subpoenas. They issue people. subpoenas. They're not enforcing them. Nobody is actually showing because up you to have testify. to because you have to refer them to Merrick the Department Garland. of Justice. Justice. Like, again, is he dead? Is he sleeping? <laughs> What's he doing? Is he on vacation? Gonna, we have to call. We have to call this podcast. Is Merrick Garland dead? <laughs> Question. I tweeted that this week. I never get any love on my tweets. I have to. Say. Oh, I'm sorry. I was off Twitter. I'll go I, retweet. No, it's it. okay. I end up deleting a lot of it because I'm like, <laughs> oh, nobody liked my shit. It must be fucking dumb. No, and sometimes totally I think possible. I have like a fantastic tweet and no one pays attention. I'm like, it's so I'm like, bad. Is he dead and just didn't bother to tell anybody? Like, what the hell? I mean, your tweet was about Merrick Garland. I was really disappointed that my tulip tweet didn't didn't take off on Friday afternoon. What did you tweet? It was this really cute picture of her being really afraid of the dishwasher. Nice. And I said, don't be afraid. Go out and have fun this weekend. And like two people liked it. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't see it. It's all right. If I had seen it, I would have liked it. (laughs) Hold on a second. It is true. What is this odd situation where like – we are sleepwalking into, yeah, into, into this nightmare, uh, right? Yeah. Like head in the sand. Oh, into oh elections. Maybe the elections we're won't be so bad. We're I mean, where the other side is basically saying, "Hey, this is what we're going to do." They're not even basically saying it. They're saying it, and they're doing it, and we're not stopping them. What the hell? <laughs> what the fucking hell? Seriously. And how would you how would you break up the country at this point? I mean, well, it, it doesn't work sectionally, right? You go to upstate New York, and they're flying the Confederate flag. Right. They're flying they're the Confederate flag in in towns in Pennsylvania yeah. that the Confederacy laid to waste. But they're again, they're the minority in those places, so they're going to have to either move, you're going to have to move, or, or go along like, to get along, or just you know go back under the fucking rocks where they came out of. Like that's what they need to do. They need to go back to like. That, that hatred has always existed, but it was hidden because people had shame. They knew that they shouldn't think like this, but they also thought that nobody else thought this way. But once the internet exploded, then they all found right. one another. And you know they realized that there are so many more of them than they thought. So I've been doing a fair amount of traveling lately between my gig in Chicago and my ski trip. And it's weird. Like, it's not so much COVID moving about the airport and so on and so forth that makes me feel uncomfortable. It's like previously I would go to the airport and just be like, there's people, right? Whatever. Yeah. There are people. They're not necessarily my people, but they're people and whatever and so on and so forth. Now I eye people and I'm like, oh, you must be like a supporter of January 6th. And you, yeah, you know, you're like suspicious it's of terrible. people based on what they look like. Yep. Right. Or how they're acting. I saw a right? guy wearing a Let's Go Brandon hat in my neighborhood the other day. I'm I, like, do, I saw a guy in a Let's Go Brandon sweatshirt out walking his dog a few weeks ago I'm in like, my neighborhood. I'm like, I'm like what? You're in the wrong place. You're dude. in the wrong yeah. But like, if I see someone in the airport who's a lazy masker, yeah, you know, you below the nose, yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, that person must be, you know, like a Fox News watch. Well, here's my question. It's like, I'm, it's really has, I do, I feel that. It's not that we've already torn ourselves apart. Yes. That we are apart. So when you see that, do you say anything to anyone? Do you ever say like, hey, pull your mask up? Um, In hotels, like to clerks and stuff like that. But not to I another. Don't want, no, because I'm. Because I'm, you're I, afraid I'm, of how they're going to Someone's going to punch me in the face. Right. right. And I just want to get home. 
I was in. I'm gonna say but you have was, fighting skills, man. Yeah, you can I, fight. I need yeah. the fighting. I need your fighting. Nobody skills. wants to fight. However, <laughs> because you don't know who has what on them and what, what you know what they're gonna do or how crazy they are. I was in, and I'm gonna name names. Okay. I was in the kosher marketplace on Friday, which is the kosher grocery store right by my apartment. Okay. And there was two people. There's very clearly uh, when you enter in the front door, there's a sign that says master required. Right. And there were two people, both wearing yarmulkes, neither uh-huh. one wearing a mask. Everybody else was wearing a mask. And I'm standing right behind one of them. And I'm like, do I say something? Right. Do I tell the guy to put on a mask? Do I risk how he's going to react? Right. And somebody who was online in front of me was not wearing a mask. And the cashier was like, you need a mask. And he was like, I thought they got rid of the mandate. Bullshit. And she's like, you need a mask. And he's like, well, I'm sorry. And he just was like, I don't have one. Instead of like walking out or feeling shame or putting his hand into his pocket and taking out his mask, he refused. And it's not right for the cashier to have to try to enforce that. Right. Like she's a a smallish woman and he's a a dude who's probably in his 30s. Right. And like... The power imbalance there right. is is visible. So Meanwhile, mask do? mandates are coming down. Okay, they are. And that's a separate issue. But right. for now, yep. I mean, I don't want to be that person who's like, hey, man, do you mind putting a mask on? But at the same time, it does make my blood boil Every- when I'm following the rules. And it's not like I'm a fucking sheep and I follow the rules because... Oh, the rule says this. No, I understand that we're in the middle of a pandemic. And while the numbers are dropping, and while I do see, and I hope I'm right on this, I do see a slowly coming into my side of vision, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Don't say that. You just jinxed it. I didn't jinx anything. You jinxed it. You gave it a Kanahara. But we're not quite there yet. And I know that everybody is sick of this shit. But right. you know what? At the end of the day, everything's open. Mm-hmm. Nothing right. is closed. The only right. the only restriction is that exists right now when you walk inside, is put that on when a you're mask. inside, you have to wear a mask. And so is that how long really you... that, that hard? much? I mean, is it is it that big of a lift for you to put the mask on, or in what you've seen? Well, right. Pull I mean, it and over how long to, are you in the kosher mode? You're not in the kosher mark for 15 hours. So when I, I mean, was on never my way, stood, obviously you've never been in line there on a Friday afternoon or but right before I was, a holiday. I was on the way to Chicago on Friday morning, there was a guy. First of all, he didn't have a proper mask. He had a gator. Even though they say you can't wear it on the airplane and so on and so forth, they don't enforce it and so on and so forth. Yeah. And he's sitting there. He had a bag of food. He had clearly finished it, but he had it there. So it looked like he was eating. And he refused to put the he, – he, no one asked him. When I was heading out to Colorado, there was a dude who didn't have a mask. And the Southwest Gate agent walked over and said, you need to put a mask on. If you don't put a mask on, you're going to be removed from the area. Yeah. Well, Which I, I was mean, like, holy shit. Look, they have the authority to do that. And they will but put it, you off I, the plane. They, they didn't do it. No, no, no. We were sitting at the gate. The but dude again, who even was in the pretending airport, to you eat, yeah. you know, he, was, he looked like – The douchebag? I hate to – yeah, like I hate – but not like he looked like it looked like a guy who would be with the white nationalist convoy yeah. in Canada. Not right. 
another kind of douchebag. Right, right, no, no, which is the same way the guy looked at, who was wearing the Let's Go Brandon hat in my neighborhood. Like, he right, looked right. visibly angry. Right, and so that's the thing. Like, I, I'm i only a tough guy on the I'm in corner. Exactly. Um, I don't want to get punched in children. the face, right? Right. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to get punched in the face. Hold on. I want to pivot for one second because oh, I yeah. just got this email. Yeah. Not from the forward. But from the Jewish telegraph, but from the Jewish telegraphic agency, and you the know what? Jewish roots of the Super Bowl. You ready? You're so close. Yeah. You're oh, so am close. I? Yes. Hook me up. Jewish fans weigh in on Super Bowl. <laughs> we have been having this conversation and sending each other emails and texts for like. Ten days now. I mean, seriously. You sent me one the other day. I was in Chicago, and you were like, "Really?" I think I was in the middle of teaching. Really? What was yeah. it? It was hilarious. Oh, I think this is the one I sent you. Jewish fans weigh in on the Super Bowl. I'm I like, think that really? Was. I'm like, really? We need to hear. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. The whole the who whole... deserves to win the Super Bowl? Jewish fans weigh in every every day. The forward. I get. I don't. I don't have a subscription any longer. I did it once when they were about to fold. Yeah. But every day it's the Jewish the roots of Spider-Man, the, the Jewish secret Jewish roots of Star Wars, the secret right. Jewish roots of baseball. Like the secret Jewish history, a. the secret Jewish history of Hanukkah. <laughs> yeah, this is nuts though. Yeah. And so, Jewish fan, who deserve because really, actually the way they frame it, and I did not read the article. I have to, right. you know, I have to cop to not having read the article. But the way they frame it, it's a very Jewish framing. Who deserves to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> right? Because it's a very Jewish question. It's like, well, the long-suffering Bengals fans, <laughs> they haven't ever won a Super Bowl. So wouldn't it be nice for them if they would win a Super Bowl? But there are so many Jews in Los Angeles. And we all root for the Rams. And my rabbi grew up watching the Rams, and he thinks that they, too, have suffered for a long time. And they've shuffled between cities, much like the Are Jewish there? diaspora. And finally, is, they found is, a home is, in Los Angeles, is the they Jewish, have a new stadium. The whole, entire Jewish community from Los Angeles is from New York. I'm sorry. I mean, that's not entirely true, but maybe once I don't know. I gave time. a talk once to a, like a large Jewish organization in Los Angeles, and I my opening line was, it's so nice to see so many New Yorkers here. And everyone laughed because yeah. they knew exactly. Well, nobody is actually from there originally. But. Whoa, right. <laughs> Meanwhile, it is Super Bowl Sunday, and I am yeah. wearing my father's New York Giants hat from the 19, late 50s, early 60s edition, wow. and it's awesome. Hat. Yeah, It's an old hat. Who would he um, think would deserve to win the Super Bowl? You know what? I have to say, I mean, I miss my father on a daily basis, and he's what was wiser. Every time I think about something he said that I told him he was crazy, he was right. But I don't know if he could have survived the last five, six years at all. I don't know I if mean, I could really... survive the next five or six years. How about that? <laughs> right. But, like, I just think about that. Um, all the time, he never would have been able to, like, deal with it. It would yeah. freak out. Yeah. All right. Let me anyway. going back to the Super Bowl for a second before. Yeah, we yeah, go. yeah. Do you know any Cincinnati Bengals fans? I do. You do? I do. My I'm former in. research associate, who is an Amen Corner listener, Alex Brock, known as yeah. the Brock Star, is from Cincinnati. Oh, okay. 
and for years has called them the Bungles and is uh-huh. beyond excited. Okay, so about you know one Bowl. Bengals fan. I know one Bengals fan. Yes. And I know no Bengals fans. Okay. Do you know any LA Rams fans? Mm, that's a good question. I don't know any LA Rams fans. I don't know. You know, you don't see a lot of uh, gear of either teams in my neighborhood. Although, if you fly through the Midwest, you will see a lot of Bengals. Oh, sure. I saw a lot of Bengals stuff in Chicago. In the really? Airport. Yeah. That's surprising because people they're... are like in on the way to Chicago. There were guys like decked out in Bengals gear. They're and probably then not traversing stopping. O'Hare on Friday and last night. I saw Bengals gear. They as weren't well. staying in Chicago. No, 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 no. Yeah, they were all going somewhere else. Right. I'll bet you in Tennessee. But I, they I maintain middle aged dudes all decked out in like sports, band sportswear. gear yeah. is a little weird. Yeah, it is what it is. It's a little. I mean, I mean, I like my Giants cap that I'm who wearing am I right to, now. Who am stuff. I to judge? Who am I to judge? Who Who are any of us to judge? Right. right? So, and, what is the Jewish angle on the Super Bowl? Jewish fans weigh in, and I think that the consensus is: don't wear fan gear if you're not a real fan of the team. Oh my anyway. god! All right. I think we're finished for the week, and we will oh, Canada. gently ease our way out. I hope Canada's uh, still around oh, the next time. Native land. All right. I don't know that any, any other part of it. All right, That's what you pick up at the hockey games, right? Yeah. There's more. There's like, we stand on guard for thee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, had a, I had a Canadian girlfriend. Canada, she was like offended that I didn't know the, the names. And I didn't know the names of the provinces. Okay. All right. We're out. We're out of here. Later. Later.